0: From the rule of our Holy Father, St. Benedict, chapter the fourth, quesit instrumenta bonorum operum, what are the instruments of good works? In the first place, to love the Lord God with all one's heart, all one's soul, and all one's strength. Then, one's neighbour as oneself, then not to kill, not to commit adultery, not to steal, not to covet, not to bear false witness, to honour all men, not to do to another what one would not have done to oneself to deny oneself in order to follow Christ, to chastise the body, not to seek after delicate living, to love fasting, to relieve the poor, to clothe the naked, to visit the sick, to bury the dead, to help in affliction, to console the sorrowing, to keep aloof from worldly actions, to prefer nothing to the love of Christ. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks God. In some way, this is a catechism of Christian life. And here, Saint Benedict draws from the so-called rule of the master at least according to one school of um, uh, critical uh, studies would hold that here St. Benedict draws from the rule of the master and when one looks at the rule of the master what finds in fact the same uh, catechism of the Christian life, it's very much like um, the early post baptismal moral catechesis. Uh, How does one go about the business of living as a Christian? So that the newly baptized uh, would have been instructed on uh, just what it means to live as a Christian in the world. And these post-baptismal moral catechesis were uh, then uh, adopted uh, by um, in, in a monastic context uh, to fit uh, the uh, monastic life. The monastic life is the Christian life. The monastic life is a post-baptismal pursuit of perfection. And so these uh, instruments of good works, as Saint Benedict calls them, are indispensable inasmuch as the monk is a Christian who's living uh, uh, in the grace of his baptism, which engages him to um, three things. Renunciation of the world, spiritual combat, and desire for heaven. In the wonderful little book, Chisavara in Monachesimo, uh, Beniamino Lucis uh, explains that these three elements are necessarily found uh, in every form of Christian life renunciation of the world or, if you will, death to the world, uh, struggle uh, with uh, against the world, the flesh, and the devil, and longing for heaven. And the instruments of good works spell out uh, how a monk goes about living these three primary or uh, foundational elements of the Christian life. Uh, In the first place, to love the Lord God with all one's heart, all one's soul, and all one's strength. In primis, there's the key, in primis. Uh, The monk uh, uh, loves God with every fiber of his being. And you may say to me, but I don't feel this kind of love days turn into weeks and weeks into months and months into years and I go forward with no sense of the love of God in my life. This is not uncommon. Uh, I would say about this, first of all, that uh, the monk, no less than the man living in the world, must ask God to infuse in him charity. Uh, charity is uh, self sacrificing love, love that spends itself. And the charity uh, infused uh, in us by God is that by which we love God. So that the love of God does not begin with us. The love of God is God's gift to us. So God gives us the love by which we are to love him in return. And the man who hasn't understood this, uh, who thinks that, well, it has to begin with me, uh, will of course fall into uh, a state of discouragement because he's relying on his own finite uh, resources and uh, he, will, he will run out of uh, the, the means um, uh, because the, the love of God comes from above. It's not something that originates in man. It's God's gift to man. God gives us the love by which we are to love him. So the monk uh, begs God humbly to infuse in his soul the love by which God would have love loving. This seems like a very simple thing, but the man who doesn't understand this will go from crisis to crisis and will think, I don't love God. Uh, I'm incapable of loving God. Uh, this For me, this is not real. Uh, Very often, monks go through uh, hours and seasons of of great struggle. Um, And in my experience, um, the only way of coming through the struggle is by humbling oneself utterly before God and saying, If thou wouldst have me love thee, give thou me the love by which thou wouldst have me love. And so uh, this is one of the great advantages of our prayer of adoration. Uh, when you go before the Blessed Sacrament, you go in as a poor man, as a man who has nothing to offer, and more often than not, nothing to say. Uh, the man who goes into adoration thinking, Well, oh, I have to have a little speech prepared. <laughs> or at least I have to have uh, thoughts prepared, talking points so that I can keep up this conversation with our Lord. It's not that at all. One goes into adoration utterly poor, And if one has nothing to say, so much the better. That's more uh, space and silence in which God can speak. So it isn't necessary to go in with a speech prepared. It isn't necessary to go in having everything uh, absolutely perfect and in order, uh, so as to be able to present uh, an impeccable book of accounts to God. It's not that at all. One goes in uh, to silent prayer, I can talk about the liturgy, about the divine office another time, one goes in to silent prayer, uh, with nothing to offer and nothing to say, in a state of absolute annihilation, <laughs> That's Mother McTill's experience. Um, Nothingness, complete poverty. Nothing to offer, but everything to receive. So the man who goes in to receive everything from God will receive, will be given, according, in proportion to his emptiness. This is an evangelical principle famous empty hands of St. Therese in that beautiful photograph where <coughs> somehow she there's a detail of the photograph of her where her, her hands are empty and in her lap on her scapula. It's a very compelling photograph to see. Um, and uh, the monk goes into adoration with nothing to say, nothing to give. Um, but he goes in to receive everything. And the first gift of God uh, to the man who goes before him in this state of abjection is an infusion of love for God. And uh, this, this first instrument of good works is often misunderstood because a man reads it and says, All right, to love the Lord God with all one's heart. And there's a little voice inside that says, But I don't but I don't. All one's soul, a little voice that says, but I can't. And all one's strength, little voice that says, what strength? I don't know if you've experienced this, but there, there are temptations um, that are assorted to these three qualities of the love of God. All one's heart, the man says, I don't. All one's soul, uh, I can't. All one's strength, the man says, I haven't any strength. And so, um, this this can lead a man down the road of uh, despair. But there's also the road of hope that opens before a man. And the road of hope is one of adoration. Adoration in the sense of going before God, saying, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. And leaving oneself before God as an empty vessel to be filled. And... When a man goes before God in this state, God fills that man with an infusion of divine love, so that we can begin to love God uh, with all one's heart, all one's soul, and all one's strength, uh, as the text.